Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast dropping your trick-or-treat bag every week. And hosted by two guys that like bobbing for apples but are afraid of drowning. That is true. I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And today's episode, we're having ourselves a little Halloween get-together. And we're going to throw a little Halloween marathon or choose our picks for what would we what we would show I'm something with my words here sure. already i'm still waking up uh on the <laughs> what movies we would show for a halloween marathon uh so we'll get more into the details of that a little bit later on the show and then after that we got another entry into blaze's cabin of video game curiosities yes but first how are you buddy hey you know <laughs> You can want in one hand shit in the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's life. You good? Yes. How's, how's yours? I wasn't too bad. Uh, just work. <laughs> That's, That's about it. I haven't uh, really done too much this week. I started watching VHS 94 last night, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah. What did you think? I like it so far. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. I, I, I think I only the second watch... is the part is the best part. That That's Simon Barrett's part. <laughs> Yeah. We totally talked about Simon it. Barrett last week. Yeah, that's the best part of the movie to me. Um, yeah, the, the I forgot what that segment's called, but the one with the in the funeral home. Yep. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I like the rap, the, the first one about the rap monster. Yeah, that one was down, good. Down uh, in I, the, it's the other one that I'm kind of like, what? Excuse me. Uh, what, the Indonesian one? Yeah. I'm liking that one a lot so far. I didn't finish really? it, though. Yeah. yeah I, I like how weird it is. It. I mean, yeah, it is very weird. You know me. I don't really like film footage, but I do like the VHS series. But I'm enjoying it so far, but I was just I just kind of fell asleep because it, it was like it's not that late. good. <laughs> it's pretty late. I've been drinking, so. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really why. But I'm liking it so far. But, yeah, I really like the Simon Barrett skit. Um, but I know we both saw Halloween Kills. We did. One um, of us saw it for ways. free. <laughs> I wish I would have saw it for free. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, you saw it on Peacock, which it's available. Halloween Kills. I mean, I don't think I have to explain the movie. It's going to make a lot of fucking money. Everybody knew a new Halloween movie is coming out, but it's a new Halloween film. It's a sequel to the 2018 one, which we talked about in our second episode. So yeah. if you never listened to us talk about H2 on Halloween 2018, it's right there. Click the subscribe button. Please. Please like us. Um, but this is a sequel to that one, of course. It's, was, it was released in theaters yesterday. Or, of course, on Thursday releases. I don't fucking know. Whatever. And it's available on Peacock, NBC's streaming app. Um, I paid to see it. You did not. I did not. Uh, I'm not mad that I paid to see it. I liked it more than you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you hated it. I did. Uh I mean, but you know, evil dies tonight. <laughs> yeah, from what I hear. Yeah, <laughs> just screaming it. I mean, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. So yeah, we don't no, talk no, about no. Too okay. much about. I was, I was about to say something about what that's like, but never mind. <laughs> no, there are just some parts of it that are so agonizing to get through to me. Um. Yeah. It's. It's. I. I. I don't think it's as well written as the first one. No. It's very monologue-y. There's a lot of monologue and a lot and of very generic lines. Vi- yeah, that's what I was going to say. A lot of generic, like, you know, copy-paste. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. It feels like they're just saying, like, the same things. They're trying to figure out motivation for Michael where 
I thought the whole point of like having this not be a sequel to Halloween two, like these movies, why they wreck right. on Halloween two is because Halloween one is very much about him being the shape, about not, him not having a motivation, him just being the boogeyman, right? Which I thought they did pretty well with the first one. I I said what my problem was in our previous episode right. where we talked about Halloween twenty eighteen. But uh, in this one, for being the boogeyman, not having a lot of motivation, they sure try to figure out a lot of fucking reasons for him to have motivation. They sure do. <laughs> Which kind of defeats the fucking purpose. So the whole idea of retconning the idea that he's related to the Strodes because that's too much motivation for him, they try to come up with a whole bunch of way dumber motivation yeah, for him. I mean, honestly, just say he's related. That would make it sense. Yeah, at least, at least that makes sense why he'd be after him, but... I don't know. I, I'm going to hold out until I see the third movie because my, my feeling of this film is that it doesn't really hold on its own as a full movie like a sequel does normally. Like, if you watch Empire Strikes Back, which is the popular one to bring up, that movie feels just a movie that stands on its own. But this movie feels like the middle chunk out of a larger film. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it, it so closely takes place right after the first one and where it ends feels like it's about to go to just another scene. It feels like they just chopped a larger movie into three pieces at this point. So I, I feel like this movie may work a little bit more after the third one comes out. But as of right now, I, I think that this movie is very sloppy. Of course, it works the best. I, this should go without saying because this is how slasher movies normally work. The best stuff in the film is when Michael's going around. Killing people. Killing people. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the kills were good. Yeah, the but... kills are great. And it still has that David Gordon Green and uh, Danny McBride humor, humor to it. And I like their kind of offbeat, weird humor in it. Even with some of the kills are funny and some of the characters they bring on there are funny. Also good to see Michael McDonald. I don't want to spoil what he oh, is in yeah. it, but Michael McDonald from Mad TV is in it. So We won't tell you what he is, but it is good to see him because I like him. Yeah, he was my I don't know how he is as a person. He could uh, be a horrible person. I don't know. <laughs> he's a lot of Roger Corman stuff. Is he really? Yeah, I've never really. Been. He, I watch he, a lot of Roger Corman. I've pop never up noticed a lot him. of like after the nine, like in the nineties stuff. Oh, would, okay. Yeah, I'm not talking about like. Yeah, he was in a bunch of the Vincent Price stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like no, he was in the Raven, eh? <laughs> like later on, and so in the, like nineties and two thousands, like Roger Corman produced stuff. He'd pop up quite a bit. Um, but it's good to see him because he's always always my favorite cast member on TV. It just dawned on me how ridiculous it is that we're talking about Halloween Kills and now I'm talking about fucking Michael McDonald. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Not all, the singer, all... by the way. Not the, the wonderful, sultry voice of yes. Michael McDonald. Yeah, so the one that plays Stewart in, in Mad TVs. Or the man yelling and getting run over in Austin Powers. Yeah, stop! Stop! <laughs> just move all the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He is in that. Um... But, you know, we don't want to talk about it too much because we don't want to spoil it because it literally just came out yesterday and we know people are going to want to see it. But that's kind of our feeling. We'll probably have a more in-depth conversation later later on, just like any new movie we talk about. But you guys should be used to it by now where we just give our very loose opinion of something new and don't really go into too much detail because we don't want to spoil it for you. But you probably give it like a 2 <laughs> out of 10, I imagine. Yeah. Something low. I give it a six. Um, I have four. I would give it a solid four. I give, I it give still it, gets an F, but it's not like piss poor. I give it a six. <laughs> That's fair. I give it a six, six and a half out of ten. Excuse me. But um, I, I didn't hate it. I think it's fine. I think it worked better with the third film. I hope and it And then does. you could just marathon. Like if they were 
release all three movies. I mean, I'm, I'm talking way ahead of it because the third movie's not out yet. Also, but. we would love to hear your opinions about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, so let, let us know. Opinions, for sure. Um, if you put all three movies together, like on a special Blu-ray and have it just like one long movie, I feel like it may work pretty well. We'll see. Uh, that to be determined. But uh, as of right now, um, Halloween Kills is... It's kind of sloppy. It's a sloppy Joe of a movie. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. It's got some good stuff. It's. It's. It's literally like a uh, uh, back in school, like, <laughs> like the lunch sloppy Joes, where it's well, this is messy. I don't quite know how to take any of this, but sometimes it can be good. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, I guess in that sense, my veganism came out because I was like, I can't eat this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Should I take a drink of coffee? Yeah. Um, it, it's fine. It's fine. I didn't hate it. There's some stuff I really like about it. The micro stuff is really good. Um, if you guys forget too much about the original Halloween or Halloween 2018 before watching this film. Go watch them. Go watch them. <laughs> Because this is fan service, the movie to a fault. Yeah. Because usually there's fan service that's tastefully done. This is just like, hey, remember this character? Remember this character? Just nudging you the whole time. Eat it. And they, Eat do, it. they do a pretty good job of establishing who they are, but if it may be hard for you to really give a fuck about any of them. Yeah. And if you haven't watched the 2018 Halloween, don't even bother. Yes. Yes. Definitely. But it's fine. We don't want to talk too much more about it. Blades hated it. I thought it was fine. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm a snippy bitch. Yeah. It's, well, me too. It's it's not as interesting as, uh, I don't know, Malignant. <laughs> At least Malignant was, like, different and weird. And no, fucking, Malignant was better than that. <laughs> it, was, it was weird and different, and and, and, and I, I had a good time watching it. This was just like, eh, well, that's, that's okay. And also, people were talking the fucking theater again. I went and saw an early screening so I didn't have to listen to two stupid fucking assholes talk during a fucking movie. And two people were talking during the fucking movie three rows away where I could hear it. I was so mad. <laughs> that's, that's my biggest fucking pet peeve. Fuck those two people. God damn it. I'm, I'm so mad right now just thinking about that. That happened with the last Halloween. <laughs> it sure time. fucking did. That's why I went and saw this one at noon on a Fucking work day. Oh, <laughs> fucking Tweedledee and Tweedle fucking Dumb are there talking. And that's where I go, will you shut the fuck up in the middle of the theater? That's how mad I was. <laughs> God damn it. I was so mad. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this is our Halloween episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to have to fix clipping. Thanks, you asshole. You're welcome. Um, this is our Halloween episode. Uh... It, not really. We'll probably have something else closer to the date, but this is kind of our Halloween marathon episode. We, we've been talking about it a little bit before, and this time uh, I would like to go a little bit more in depth because I feel every other time I try to explain it, I'm having kind of a hard time explaining it in a good way. But basically the concept of this is imagine that you have some friends come over for a Halloween movie marathon. during Not, not even on the day. It could be the day or any time during October. What five movies would you choose to screen for your friends to get them in the mood, in the Halloween spirit, into the mood of the season? Like they're coming over, 
you got some food made, you have some snacks and candies and cookies. You're kicking all your feet up on the coffee table. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, hey, don't you do that? You don't do that. That's not, you, you, you're you're This you're is for coffee. Yeah, this is for coffee, not feet. We aren't drinking your feet. But they do it anyways, and you ask them to leave, and you don't have a marathon. So anyways, that's the episode. <laughs> um, you know, you have some spooky cocktails, and you... You're, you have a captive audience, basically. We're just going to say that they're making it through all five films. Right? Yeah, they have. I mean, you're supplying food and drink. They have nowhere to go. Yeah. They have no other friends. Yeah. They're, they're, they're chained to the couch. Right. Yeah, they're going anywhere. <laughs> or says me, who's currently agoraphobic. <laughs> I'm just going to do this by myself. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it would be the five movies you would choose... They put some people in the mood for for the season or just a fun marathon you want to have. Um, we actually did this a few years ago back in my old place. We kind of had this little get-together, and we showed uh, – Jesus Christ, what did we show? That uh, Frankenhooker. Franken. Rockula. Uh, D- uh, Night of the Demons again. Night of the Demons. Murder Party. Murder Party. Uh, yeah, that's right. Murder Party. Uh, I think that was it. Oh, um, after you left. Oh we, no, no, we it was the one we watched before because we ended up going out to meet up with friends. Oh yeah, it was the the one directed by the guy who did Night of the Demons. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, Witch Trap. Witch Trap. We didn't make it That's through. That's the it. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Witch Trap. <laughs> what can you say? Lene Quigley's in it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, that was a good thing. But anyways, yes, this is going to be our little. Uh, Halloween recommendation movie marathon mar- movie marathon. So if you guys want to use some of these ideas to have your own little marathon, you can, or like we said before, if you want to, who the fuck is texting me? <laughs> but if you want to, I'm trying to podcast. You're distracting me. Um, but if you, or if you guys want to send us, I know we said it last episode, but you want to send us what your marathon will be then please do. Well, we're going to get into this because we're going to have to talk about 10 different films. <laughs> right. It's gonna, so uh, we're just going to dive right in. Right. Uh, and we're going to go too deep into any of them, I don't think. Or else you'll be here moving. all yeah. day. <laughs> and I'm sure some of these movies we're going to be talking about later on at some other point. Yeah. But so uh, Brief you, synopsis, yeah. a little info. Yeah, a little info, brief synopsis, keep on moving. Uh, so you want to kick off the first movie or you want me to go? Uh, I think I went first last time. So you go first this time. Okay. All right. So I was thinking whenever I made my first selection of if you have friends coming over and all that and you have food and you got, you know, drinks are being made and everything. People may be here. Some people may be still arriving. You know, you don't want to show anything too interesting at the beginning. You may want to show something that's slightly familiar. And also that you don't have to pay too much attention to because people are like getting settled in and everything, probably still chatting a little bit, whatever. So I wanted to show a classic movie. And at first, my first thought was Bride of Frankenstein, right? Right. Because that's one of the best Universal Monster movies there is. Maybe the best one. And I love that movie. Except for the first seven minutes of that movie. (laughs) The whole like... (laughs) Shelley's prologue thing. I, I fast forward right through that fucking shit. 
That's no. my favorite part. And fucking faster. You're like, I turned the movie off. I'm like, wait, this is a sequel to Frankenstein. <laughs> Boo. Sequels are always worse, clearly. Um, but, uh, so I was like, no, I don't want to show that. I want to show something maybe a little bit more interesting, a little bit funner. Uh, not not that Bright Frankenstein isn't fun, but maybe something a little bit, a little bit more lighthearted. So I went with... Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Oh, that's a great one, though. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Uh, for those who don't know, Abbott and Costello uh, were, were a comedy duo. Yeah. Come from the vaudevillian. Uh, come from vaudeville. They came out of the burlesque scene. Uh, and they were kind of, uh, you know, like comedy duos normally are. There was the funny one and the straight man. And they kind of just played off of each other. And they had a bunch of different movies together. But eventually they did a couple Universal Monster films. And the first of which was Abner Costello Me Frankenstein. And it was directed by Charles Barton. And written by John Grant, who wrote for Abner Costello a lot. And in the movie, Abner Costello are uh, two railway workers um, at a railway station. They just take like shipping containers off the uh, train and get them to where they need to go, whatever. Uh, in Florida, in North Florida, <laughs> funny enough. And uh, one day they get sh- a couple shipping containers. They have to go to um, they have to go to a McDougal's House of Horrors, a wax museum. And they get a phone call before by Larry Talbot, who tries to warn them, don't take the cases to there. But before he can warn them, he turns into the Wolfman because it's Larry Talbot, <laughs> the Wolfman. Played by Lon Chaney Jr. in this film. Uh, so they go and they take the cases to the House of Horrors. And inside the cases is Dracula's coffin and the Frankenstein's monster. So what we get now is a little bit of a monster mash. Because this is the second appearance of Bela Lugosi and the last appearance of Bela Lugosi as Dracula. For those who don't know, and may be surprised to know this, Bela Lugosi, who played Dracula... Famously, what all the impersonations are based off of from the 1931 Dracula, only played Dracula two times. Once in 1931, and then this one, 1943. He did oh, a 1948. Damn good job. Sorry. Yeah, 1948. <laughs> only played him two times. He's a lot of other Universal Monster movies, but this is the second of two times that he ever played Dracula. And uh, it's, it's a movie that's funny. And it's so holds kind of that universal monster horror you know now it's very silly but back at the time it was creepier um so it still like doesn't sacrifice its scares for the time too much but it's very sticky it's very slapsticky it's kind of a good movie just to start on because it's a monster mash film you get dracula you get frankenstein you get the wolfman uh and the wolfman played by lon cheney jr in this actually one of the only monsters in this universal monster movies who uh was played by the same actor the whole way through. Right. Was Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman. And Glenn Strange as Frankenstein's monster. This one, Glenn Strange took over the role. Um, but it's it's a fun movie. And it's a fun little, hey, we got this fun black and white movie. We're going to kick this thing off. It's a nice little classic film. And I think it's just a good opener. Yeah. That people don't pay too much attention to. That makes sense to me. Yes. So... There you go. A little monster mash to start your start your marathon off with. What you got? Okay. So what I have for my first pick, the reason I, I the way I did it is that I'm already 
imagining that I have them chained to the couch. <laughs> Good. I have the the things holding their eyes open, like in Clockwork Orange. Yeah, the clasps. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Eye clasps. How could yeah. I forget that? Yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, and uh, I'm throwing popcorn at them. Yes. And screaming at them to eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. No, but... <laughs> uh, I mean, you've done this to me a couple of times. When you show me really bad VHS tapes. That's where true. I feel like I'm in VHS. I'm just like, no, and I rip my eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. Mortuary. <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, <laughs> so, my idea is that it's really hard to, like, show something that's uh, too heavy at first. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want, like, and it's kind of the same idea you were having. Like, you don't want to, like, just, hey, here's, you know, we're just going to start off with Silo or something yeah, right. like that. <laughs> Everybody would leave immediately. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm calling it That's a day. why you chain them. <laughs> right, and it's like, okay. So you got to like ease into it and get everybody in the mood, mm-hmm. I think. And that's why I picked Fright Night, 1985. That's a great choice. Yeah, uh, and just because it's such a fun... Uh, also, wrote down, this down so I didn't forget. <laughs> directed by Tom Holland, who I believe also did Porky's? Uh, he directed Child's Play. Uh, he, he's the director of Child's Play. Right. And he also... He, uh, he may have done Porky's? I don't know. He he wrote Psycho 2. Uh, Somebody which, on this which list is, wrote Porky's. Which, which Psycho 2 is really good. Um, I don't know if he wrote Porky's. Uh, but Tom Holland is is actually very underrated. He's actually mm-hmm. pretty... I mean, I like Tom Holland a lot. But yeah. So I think it's a great movie to start off with. It starts with Brewster living in his mom's house. Um <clears throat> His favorite show in the background, which is a, a vampire serial with a... Shoot, what's the guy's name? Roddy McDowell? No, not the guy who plays him. Oh. The, uh, oh, fuck. I can't remember. Yeah. So he, he watches a show about a yeah. vampire hunter and, um, you know, getting nookie with his girl on the floor. <laughs> he did it for the nookie? He did the nookie. <laughs> she ate that cookie. <laughs> but... Um, Just shoving up your... Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but uh, then he notices somebody moving into the old creepy house across the way. And uh, he starts to notice uh, bodies being, or things that look like bodies being moved out and coffins moving in. Mm-hmm. And uh, he starts spying on his neighbor, who everyone else in town seems to get along with. Because <laughs> he's a cool guy. But he is, he's <laughs> a cool guy and the future Jack Skellington. Yeah, 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 yeah. he is. Um, Chris Sarandon, right? Yeah, Chris Sarandon. Yeah, Chris yeah. Sarandon. And um, he, oh, wait, he's also the prince in Princess Bride. Yeah, 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 yeah he is. Yeah. So there you go. There's some fun stuff he's in. But uh, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I am <laughs> me real reviewer. <laughs> um, but, um... So he starts spying on his neighbor and finds out that his neighbor is indeed a vampire. Mm-hmm. And he goes to school. He works with a a school friend named Evil, Evil Ed. Evil Ed, yeah. Uh, who tells Brewster how cool he is all the time. <laughs> Brewster is pretty fucking he cool. He is pretty cool. <laughs> but, um, and they go and try and convince the vampire hunter from TV to prove that this guy is not a vampire. Yes. And uh, it's just a whole load of fun. It is. It is a great movie. It is a fun one to sit down with your, with your friends and watch. 
And uh, I've even suggested this to people who aren't horror fans, and they've really dug it. Yeah, it's it's one of those fun 80s movies where, like a lot of 80s horror, where, yeah, it's scary, but it's also really fun. And I got... Great one soundtrack. Of those. I, got, I got one of those. Um, I actually got a couple on my list like that. But, um, yeah, oh, yeah, great soundtrack. And it, it also was, uh, I believe it was a big success also. I think it was a commercial and a critical success. I, I, I didn't do any research because I didn't choose it. Um, but I, I think it was well-founded at the time as well. I don't think it was one of these things that people didn't like and then got rediscovered later on. I, I think it was pretty well-received because I think that gave way for – Lost Boys getting the green light and all that, like we talked about in that episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Friday Night's a great choice. So yeah, that's that's what I'd start off with. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's a that's a really fun choice for for a party. Um, okay, cool. Well, with my second choice, I want to play something familiar still. And there's a lot of things. That was, oh fuck, we've completely forgot to say what our stipulations were for making these lists oh yeah we did um real quick before we go any further um we did have two stipulations on making the list and that's we we mentioned this in a previous episode but we'll just say it again we couldn't choose halloween and we couldn't choose trick-or-treat because come on because i hate i've said this before i don't like hearing an obvious list i don't like seeing like hey 10 greatest uh 10 greatest werewolf movies ever made and the first two are the howling and american werewolf in london yeah. like that's not interesting i want to try to find something i haven't heard of oh for sure because I, I i recently when i was looking at new games for the segments and stuff like that mm-hmm. i was like oh, i wonder if there's any on the xbox that'd be good it's like the xbox best horror game list and it's like resident evil of course resident evil yeah resident evil silent hill <laughs> yeah yeah um exactly hey it's like another podcast i listen to that i love that do subgenres and horror they had an occult season, and when they listed the best occult movies, and there was multiple people they asked, the top three were all the same. It's, it was all The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, and The Omen. So it wasn't interesting because they were the obvious choices. They should like that's the holy trinity of occult films. Yeah. Everybody knows it, or the unholy trinity. I mean, even if rather. you throw something like The Void in there, yeah. yeah. So why don't you guys make a list without those films and just tell us what other one? Was your favorite? Yeah. Okay. So that's our stipulation. Yeah. So no, no trick or treat, no Halloween. Right. That was our that was our biggest rule in making this. So my second choice is Halloween. <laughs> 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 no, my second choice is I want you to say that was familiar, but I also was trying to stay away from things that were too obvious of this time of year. So I don't want to choose like a Hocus Pocus. I didn't want to choose like a Beetlejuice. Because I feel like you hear about those two all the fucking time and everything. A little Should bit generic. Should that to the stipulation. <laughs> they're, they're, no, I mean, you could. They're not. I mean, they're more comedy than horror, I think. Yeah, but so like we said, you could choose like it doesn't necessarily be horror. It could just be something that would get you in the mood for the season. You could even cho- choose a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Like you could choose what the fuck you want to. I, I didn't. But uh, you're like, God damn, you gave away my last answer. Um, so I want to do something that was kind of familiar, still kind of fun, still has this. October feel to it because I still want to warm up the crowd, right? Right. So I went with 1991's The Addams Family. Okay. Yeah. Why'd I choose this? I don't fucking know. What's your next choice? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. 1991's The Addams Family. I mean, that's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. It's actually a really good movie. It's so good, in fact, that I believe that those two films from the 90s 
the Adams family and the Adams family values are the best adaptations of the Adams family. Absolutely. Even better than the show from the 60s. I Way think better. that is the perfect casting. And I mean, I love the show from the 60s. That's perfect casting. Um uh, I don't think I have to explain to anybody who the fuck the Adams family is. Um they're creepy and they're kooky and they're family. There you go. Um but 1991, Barry Sonnenfeld directed a rehash of the of of the Charles Adams comic strips or or cartoons uh, cartoon panels and uh, and as a rehash of the 1960s show as a movie. Originally, Tim Burton was supposed to direct it. He couldn't direct it because he was working on Batman Returns. Also, connecting into what you were saying about Fright Night. Um, because he was busy Bat- Batman Returns, he also the, was also the reason he couldn't direct Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, but the Adams family feels very Tim Burtonish, anyways, because it was written by Caroline Thompson, who wrote Edward Scissorhands, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Corpse Bride. Oh well, that, yeah, <laughs> for that Tim makes Burton, sense. And Larry Wilson, who wrote Beetlejuice. <laughs> so, um, and and Adams family is is perfectly cast. It's Raul Julia, it's Angelica Houston, it's Christopher Lloyd. It's the humor's dark in it, but still fun. It's all ages, but the humor's like super dark and still holds up pretty well. And just a really fun, spooky kind of movie that I think is a crowd pleaser. So I think it'd be a good choice for the second film. And it's this whole plot of Gomez misses his brother. Fesser, who has a, he, they had a falling out. He hasn't seen in years. And there's this plot with a family lawyer and a con artist. And the con artist's son has a striking resemblance to Fester. So they plant Fester into the family so they can try to get the Adams' uh, fortune. And it's, that's the plot of the film. And hijinks ensue. And I'm sure most people have seen this movie, so I really don't have to explain too much about it. But the 1991 Adams Family is a great film, and I think a really good second choice for your Halloween marathon. That's fair. All right, what's yours? Well, uh, the second one I picked is Trilogy of Terror, 1975, mm-hmm. um, directed by Dan Curtis, who mm-hmm. also directed Burn Offerings, and uh, he also directed Turn of the Screw. Okay. Yeah. So in 1974, the year prior. Yeah. Look at me. There you go. You <laughs> Info did boy. Yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> but um, so it's obviously an anthology, which I think you really need an anthology film on a Halloween night. Yeah, I almost put one on there. For, for some reason, it just feels wrong without one. Mm-hmm. But this is like slightly getting more serious, but still more on the comedic side. Oh, so you meant to put Trick or Treat in that spot. Yes. <laughs> no, but... Uh, <laughs> And the best part about it is it's three stories written by Richard Matheson, who, if you don't know who Richard Matheson is, wrote tons of episodes of The Twilight Zone, amazing books. Like, he is just one of the best authors of all time. Last Man on Earth. Yeah, Last Man on Earth. But, um, so, it's three short stories of his. Uh, One involves a teacher that's seeking thrills with her students, but... The students aren't aware that the thrills may end their life. <laughs> and all three star Karen Black? Yeah, all mm-hmm. three are Karen Black. Uh, and then this, uh, so 
that one's fun because you see kind of the jerky jock guy get with this kind of quiet teacher who ends up not being exactly who he thinks she is and getting a one-up on him. Uh, the second one is about two twin sisters, which, you know, twins are always, you know, a good point of being scary. <laughs> and twins. Twins. But, uh, and they are, you know, they possess some very odd powers uh, that help them out throughout the segment and cause a lot of mischief. So, I mean, it's just, like those first two are like on the scale of like getting a little more serious than Fright Night. But then the third one is where she had this uh, woman uh, has a little Zuni fetish doll, which is like a African like tribal doll that ends up coming to life and trying to kill her throughout the whole house. And that's the most famous segment. That's the most famous segment. It's the cover of the movie and everything. Mm-hmm. And and it is fun and funny, but still has a that creepy vibe in it. Yeah. And um, so that's like building up to where I'm wanting the list to go. Sure. And uh, yeah, so that's my second choice. Yeah, I almost chose a anthology because I was really tempted to put Creep Show as the second one. Ah, man, I was right on Creep Show too, but I was like, man, you know, that's kind of an obvious one too. Yeah. But sometimes being obvious is isn't a bad thing. Um, yeah, that's true. But I definitely wanted to. Uh, I kind of wanted a little anthology in there, but my list has no anthology in it. So, but yes, anthologies are always a good choice um, because you're getting multiple little creepy tells, and you know it's all going out there and get you right in the mood because it's a little smorgasbord, a little smorgasbord of a four stories. <laughs> A little smorgasbord. Eh? Yes. Yeah, that that's kind of how I feel about it. And that way, it, it almost feels like you're getting more movies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And on yeah. people. But, uh, and again, like, just Richard Matheson can just really take you to different places when you see or read any of his stuff. Um, there was, I think, the other trilogy that's based off some of his stories is Dead of the Night, and that's a really good one, too. You're like, oh, the other one that's based on stuff is a trilogy of comedy. <laughs> trilogy of laughter. It's this trilogy other one. of rom-coms. Yes. Um, all right, so my third one is now, now this is where in the day or night, now I want to show something that people may have not seen. It's something that may be a little interesting to, to show. Um, this movie has been getting more popular over the years. It's, it's still a pretty recent film. It's not anything that's, that's too old or too obscure. But people are still kind of discovering it. I know I, I mentioned the writer of this earlier in the episode. And we talked about him a little bit on the previous episode. Okay. But my third film is 2014's The Guest. Oh, yeah. Uh, directed by Adam Wingard. It ran by Simon Barrett. We've talked about Simon Barrett a couple times now. And previous to this movie, they collaborated a couple times. But the big one they did right before this movie was You're Next. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. You're Next is really fun. Um, and then after this movie, I think they were already working on this movie before they did The Guest. And I haven't seen it. But I know you're a big fan of the original one. But they did The Blair Witch. Right. The, yeah, the, the remake. It wasn't more of a sequel. Aren't it, they looking for like one of the characters from the first movie, like the sister? 
Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah did you like the be. Did you like the sequel? It's okay. Yeah. I, was, I knew it got mixed reviews. Yeah, so. it was all right. Like it's it's nothing I would go crying home about. Right. Um. So. Uh, they also collaborated on multiple segments on the VHS series, uh, directing and writing. Um. They did uh, the the thing that connects everything together in the first VHS. And they wrote this segment, uh, wrote and directed this segment, VH, uh, Phase 1 Clinical Trials in VHS 2, which isn't the best segment of VHS 2, but still a good one. So they're, they're constant collaborators. They work a lot. And they haven't worked in the last couple movies together. Simon Barrett's kind of been trying to direct on his own. And Adam Wingard this year directed uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, which, which is actually pretty fun. I like Godzilla vs. Kong. For not liking that series in general... Up until this point, I actually enjoy Godzilla vs. Kong. But um, the guest uh, is about the Peterson family. And they're grieving because their son died over in Afghanistan. And that's the end of it. And everybody's real sad. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. um, when all of a sudden they get a knock on the front door. The mother is in deep depression. The, 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 the father is an alcoholic. And the daughter and other son are just kind of dealing with, with the fallout of everything. So they get a knock at the front door, and there's a young, handsome fellow there, played by Dan Stevens. His name is David. And he's like, hey, I served with your son. I just got back from Iraq and, or Afghanistan. I just got back from overseas. And I told him I would come to you and deliver a message and he wanted me to tell you how much he loves you, how much he cares, and that if you guys need anything, that I'm here for you. And he's very polite. And they're like, oh, that's great. Well, where are you staying? It's like, oh, well, I'm, I actually have to leave. It's like, well, why don't you just stay overnight here at the house? And he's like, oh, well, I don't want to impose on you. And like, no, no, it's fine. You'll, you'll, you just stay here. Uh, we aren't going to have you travel. And it turns out that David is very helpful. He's very nice. And everybody likes him. And he's 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 very friendly and very charismatic and he's good looking and everybody likes him and stuff but david may not be everything he seems and what comes from that is it's a horror movie it's a black comedy but it's also turns into kind of an action thriller but it's set during the fall and so it's actually also a halloween time film because there's a scene that takes place at a halloween party and there's also a halloween dance at the high school that uh is at the climax of this film uh and it's a really good movie it's i don't know how to explain it i i i guess the best way i can explain it without spoiling too much would be if halloween met the terminator so if that sounds like something you want to watch you should watch the guest and dan stevens is always great to watch because uh, he just he just has that presence on screen, and he just steals this movie. And everybody's really good in this film. You got a lot of character work and a really sharp script from Simon Barrett. And uh, it's 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 funny and it's dark, and it's a great play on those movies like uh, Catch and Release and all these like soldier comes back from overseas and hel- is helpful to a grieving family. <laughs> so it's kind of a play on that, but a horror play on that. <laughs> So that sounds interesting to you. You should watch it. And it's getting rediscovered and talked about more and more. And I kind of consider it as a Halloween uh, time staple because it does take place in the fall. And it is kind of a Halloween film. And it's really good. So 2014's The Guest is my third choice. Good. Yes. I like that. 
All right. So something I actually didn't think about until now reading it. Another Richard Matheson. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, written by Richard Matheson, The Legend of Hell House. Um, came out in 1973 by John Hughes. Also another Roddy McDowell. <laughs> yeah, it is a Roddy McDowell. You're right. <laughs> you two Roddy McDowell films. Oh, my films. gosh. <laughs> Man. Uh, also director of uh, The Howling 4. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and American Gothic. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, The Legend of Hell House is another one of those ones where it's like, okay, we're stepping in the serious territory now. Mm-hmm. There is, we're not going to get many laughs coming out anymore. No. So, um, not purposefully. No, not purposefully. <laughs> but I, I, I think it still holds up as a movie. Oh, yeah, I watched it not too long ago. And, um, so it is the story of uh, a scientist who studies parapsychology who is employed to go to Hell House, which is the most haunted house in the world. Many teams have gone in and died trying to research it. Mm-hmm. So he is told that he is going to be with uh, two uh, mediums coming with him. One was the only survivor of Hell House, who is a young man. Uh, and the other Ryan McDowell, right? Is that Ryan McDowell's character? Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and then a, a woman who is off the scale uh, sensitive. Mm-hmm. So uh, is a uh, mental medium is what they call it mm-hmm. until she becomes a physical medium when they go inside of Hell House. Mm-hmm. Um, so the entire time there's just this spirit of the... Uh, what they believe to be the owner of the mansion's son trying to escape because this place was just a hall of debauchery and horrible sex acts and torture that went on because Hell House was this place where people came to just act whatever the way they wanted under the the mansion owner's watch. Yes. And um, so the medium believes she's being haunted by the son of... Uh, this uh this the owner of hell house wow man jittery jittery stuttery boy today <laughs> but um and uh shit i totally forgot my place yeah so during that um the doctor is working on a machine that is supposed to be able to eradicate uh the paranormal from a house or get the energies he believes that are there um but that ends up going quite askew for him near the end but it's a, one of those movies that's like it's it starts off a little slow but it gradually builds to get scarier and scarier and yeah. uh it, it's another one of those kind of it's got the more classic movie vibe to it sure so not really gory or anything like that but some of the effects are impressive especially for the time it's pretty horny for the time also oh yeah <laughs> there, it's yeah. pretty horny in, in, a, in a few sections sure it does yeah and uh but yeah, that's my third choice. Nice. This is that's a good choice, especially for the middle of the list. Yeah, um, it's it's just one of those ones that like I'm trying. It's it's not scary or serious enough to make people be like, oh, okay, that's too much for me. But it's enough to prep people to get ready for something more serious. Sure. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I didn't want to choose too many Halloween time films. Um, because I don't really want to beat people over the head with the uh, with the holiday, but you still want to get people in the mood. So since we're talking about Hell House, 
Now I'm going to talk about a movie about Hull House. And that's 1987's Night of the Demons. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Hell Hole. No. <laughs> no, sir. I had to put Night of the Demons on the list. I get it. Um, I get it. Because it's also inspired the name of this podcast. <laughs> Something in the movie inspired the name of this podcast. Um, but... Night of the Demons, 1987, directed by Kevin S. uh, Tierney, who directed Witchboard. I love Witchboard. (laughs) And the second Witchboard, and he also did Witch Trap, which we mentioned earlier, and written by Joe Augustine. And the original title was Halloween Party, and that's what this movie is. It's about a big old Halloween party um, that takes place at Hall House. And I'm going to read you the, uh, the advertise, like on the poster it says... Angela's having a party. Jason and Freddy are too scared to come, but you'll have a but you'll have a hell of a time. And that's how they promoted the movie. So Angela is the goth girl, uh, main character. I guess she's the main character. We have ten characters in this movie, ten central characters in this film. But Angela's throwing a party at Hull House. Hull House is a mortuary where there's a lot of folklore around it, a lot of murder that's been happening. Or has happened in the past, and people say it's haunted. So, of course, she's like, let's have our Halloween night party there. So, a whole bunch of friends go there, and they have a seance. And, of course, because they have the seance, the demons kind of break loose. And they start possessing people, and they all start killing each other. That's what the movie is about. And it's great. And it's great. And it's time to party. Yes. It's time to party. Party? <laughs> yes. Um, all the characters are very interesting. Uh, I don't know about very interesting, but they they, they definitely have distinct type personalities. It's a very and, breakfast club ass. Yes, yeah, so they have those stereotypical archetype personalities, but it's distinct enough to where they don't all blend together too much. Um, it is funny, and it's fun, and it's not super scary, but it. Definitely has a couple really weird moments that are memorable, and people talk about a couple of distinct things that happen in it. And it just feels like a really good party film. Um, if you want to see a girl that's possessed by a demon, shove a lipstick tube in her baby. Yeah, it's shoving a shoving a lipstick lipstick tube into her nipple. That's what the part I was going to say. I was say a possessed girl dancing to Bauhaus. Then you, you, you should watch this movie because that, that, oh. that happens in it. <laughs> I, uh, and I mean, your mind was in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my mind was, yes. Um, it is. Uh, it, the only reason why it's not higher on this list is because I, I, I've, been watch, I've watched this movie a few times this year already. I actually went to Joe Bob's Jamboree. Um, they showed it as one of their features, which is pretty awesome because this is one of my favorite horror movies, also. I love Night of the Demons. But. It's kind of slow build up for the first thirty minutes or so, even though it's it's fun and stuff. But it, it doesn't really get like really weird until about halfway through. And I kind of didn't want I wanted something that kind of pops a little bit more, so I didn't put it at the top of my list. And also, I didn't really feel like ending on a Halloween film at the top, but I wanted something that was definitely of the season somewhere on the list. And the guest was in the season and kind you know kind of a Halloween film, but I wanted more of a Halloween movie on the list so that we know why we're here at least you know right but yes night of the demons is is for me one of my favorites and i love that movie and it's fun and you can watch any time of year but especially this time of year 
do yourself a favor and watch, watch it. it Rocky says, check it out. <laughs> I'll say, check it out. So, yes, mine is 1987, Night of the Demons. All right. 1987, you say? Yes. That is funny. My next one was also released in 1987. Oh, my God. Uh, this one's not going to take long to explain, because if you don't know who John Carpenter is, get out. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to us ever again. <laughs> so I went with Prince of Darkness. Interesting choice. Yeah, because, again, it's a buildup from the scariness of Hell House, because it starts getting into the more very occulty, and it stars Donald Pleasance as the priest. Yes. Um it got guest stars Alice Cooper as a strange homeless man yeah. who's ready to kill these people. Yes, and it has Victor Wong. Yep, Victor Wong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Prince of Darkness is about this uh, priest in this old church in New York who believes he has come across uh, an essence that is being contained in this weird container <laughs> yes and a uh, cylinder container cylinder a big container. cylinder yeah, container. i was gonna say jar but i'm like yeah. it's not really a jar but yeah. um and it contains what he believes is the essence of the devil yes and um the devil in liquid form right yes. so he finds the closest university to get all these different like physicists and biologists and whatever you can find to start studying it and try and figure it out and if they can move it and get it out of there or remove it or anything. And while that's happening, um, it starts off with the, the young woman down there getting the liquid sprayed out onto her and becoming possessed and uh, going around and vomiting it into other people's mouths. Mm -hmm. So um, there's some paranormal stuff there's some ghosts showing up there's a woman who's now possessed by the devil and is giving birth to something new the antichrist you assume mm. and uh now all the like most of the team is now her slaves and they're trying to escape it yeah it's just kind of a zombie film yeah also everyone's having the same dream mm -hmm. which is very weird it was like that was found footage, dream footage, before found footage was ever even a thing. Yeah. So, uh, again, it's John Carpenter. So, you, you know, again, too many to name. <laughs> yes, it's definitely one of his weirder films. Yeah, it's definitely out there. And, uh, you know, just the part where he's, they have one of the guys who was killed outside who tried to leave come yeah. back. <laughs> and everyone's looking at him at the window and he's got no eyes. Yes. <laughs> just, you know. Uh, I have a message for you. You're not going to like it. <laughs> Just the idea of it's the devil's essence is a liquid green goo in a jar. Yeah, it's very much Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know, it's very much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> uh, but it's a really... I think it's one of his most underrated movies. Also, longest beginning credits ever. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Longest opening credits goes, it goes on and on because it's intercut with things that are happening and it, it just keeps on going. And then they're telling the story that another credit will pop up. They'll cut back and then another credit will pop up. They'll cut back and another credit will pop up. Uh, but Prince of Darkness is a good choice, uh, especially for the one right before the end. 
I thought so too. <laughs> it is a little bit of a slow burn though, but it gets pretty wild as it, as it goes well, on. Yeah, but near that ending, it's like whoa. It gets pretty crazy. Yeah. Also, I mean, you get a lot of mileage out of Donald Pleasant's just acting crazy all the time. Oh yeah, I love Donald Pleasant. For some reason, whenever he's whether he's Doctor Loomis in Halloween, <laughs> or or anything on else, John Columbo. Carpenter, yeah, or Columbo. It seems like if a director's like, yeah, just go crazy. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> yes. Just, he goes wild. Yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> Enough to where you're like, is he a good actor? He is, but still. You All question right. it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you question it. So my last choice, if I had to choose something to wrap the night up, I didn't want to do, like I said, a Halloween staple. Uh, I want to do something that was familiar, that people kind of knew, and that if people wanted to leave... Uh, they couldn't because I did break their kneecaps, like, in misery. <laughs> right, right. So uh, they couldn't leave, and they are a captive audience. <laughs> but if they did attempt to crawl out at this point and leave, then uh, I don't want to show anything that they'd be missing or anything, you know, that's too obscure. And I also didn't want to lose people at the end of the night. So I wanted to wrap up on a big note. So I chose something that people do know, and that is fun. And has a lot of like beats. And there's a lot of movies I could have chose, but for some reason my mind kept on snapping to this movie to end the night with. And it's got it all. It's got the scares. It brings back the idea of telling ghost stories around the campfire, right? Spooky ghost story. A little static on the uh, speaker. Yeah, I'm. Hold up. I'm going to stop really quick and we'll start back. Okay. Sorry, we're experiencing some uh, technical difficulties when the speakers were going off. So we had to stop yeah, not sure what that was. and continue. So I'm going to try to remember where I stopped. But, oh, I was, just, I was describing the last movie I was choosing. Um, I, got, I want to bring that idea of a, kind of a ghost story, telling around the campfire late at night, and choosing a movie that's about family also. I chose Fast and Furious. <laughs> About a family, and it has kind of an emotional center, but it's also got a lot of really memorable moments. And it's just, who doesn't want to end the night on a spooky ghost story? So I went to 1982, and I chose Poltergeist. That's a great one. Uh, directed by Toby Hooper and produced by Steven Spielberg. Um Infamously, people are always arguing about who actually directed, who actually directed Poltergeist. Just, just, they just put Toby Hooper's name on and Steven Spielberg directed it or whatever. And the answer is, they they both did. <laughs> they both. It was a team effort. It was a team effort. Like Toby Hooper directed that movie, but Steven Spielberg helped a lot with uh, everything from the writing. He was one of the co-writers of the film to coming up with ideas and developing the movie. He actually was originally planning this movie not to be a ghost film, but to be a sequel to uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, and then Toby Hooper's like, well, yeah, that's a good idea, but I'd rather make like a ghost movie. So they kind of took the ideas he had for that and they developed into this movie. And Toby Hooper was chosen because of his work, of course, for making Texas Chainsaw Massacre and making Funhouse. Um which we both like fun house. It's fun. And it's a house. Um, but Toby Hooper got chosen because of that. And uh, it's about a family called the Freeling family. 
that move into a uh, startup neighborhood. They started to, uh, you know, one of these new startup neighborhoods where all the houses look the same. And he's a real estate agent, the father, Craig T. Nelson's character, yeah. I think. Uh, but the, the community is called Cuesta Verde. And they're living there. It's, it's uh, Craig, T., Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams play the mother and father. And they have three kids. And quickly, weird things start happening in the house, even though it's this new house. It's not an old, decrepit mansion or a spooky, haunted house. Weird things are happening. And they're figuring out there's paranormal activity within the house. Uh, to where their youngest daughter disappears into a TV. <laughs> so they don't know where their daughter is. And it's tearing the family apart. They're all very stressed out. So they hire a medium and it all goes from there. Um, That's what happens when you sit too close. Yes. Poltergeist they is... They warn you. <laughs> Poltergeist, uh, is, is it the best ghost movie ever? If you said yes, I think a genuine argument could be made. I think Poltergeist is definitely top three greatest ghost movies ever made. Agreed. Um, it is hard to beat it. It has so many memorable memorable moments in that film. So many things have been parodied or brought back or whatever. Just her against the TV screen talking to it and it's staticky, you know, all that. I mean, that image has been used so much and spoofed so much. Um, I don't think I have to say too much about it. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about Polter- Poltergeist on another episode. But just... It's big. It, as the movie goes along, there's so many, so many scenes that just pack the goods. And it's going to keep the audience wanting to watch. It's hard to turn off. It looks great. It's well-directed. It's Toby Hooper on top of his game. It's Spielberg holding everything together. It's a great collaborative experience. Yeah, you feel both directors. You feel in both. It. And it also has a social commentary to it also. And you get James Karen in it, the great character actor James Karen, who we love from this, The Return of Living Dead, and everything else. It's great to see him in everything. Um, but I mean, Poltergeist. What what can you say? That, yeah. That's what I want to end my my list on. And, you know, I'm sure we're gonna do these these lists more later on. So this is this time. This is the five movies I chose. So, what's your last one? All right. And for my last one, uh, now the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Just, and it's going to be uh, 2009's House of the Devil, mm. directed by Ty West, who also did The Innkeepers mm. and Sacrament and the original VHS. And he did one of the segments in yeah. VHS also. Yep. Yeah. Just like bring back to Ed Wingard and Simon Barrett. Yep. So this is the story of a young woman looking for some money. She sees a babysitting job for an elderly woman, mm-hmm. and she goes to this strange, strange mansion where they are keeping this very underwrapped woman. Um, unbeknownst to her, the family is a cult that is planning to sacrifice her. Yes. So uh, the grandmother is actually this strange, crazy witch creature that travels through the house chasing her and spying on her. And uh, it, it just turns into all kinds of havoc. It's just pretty fucked up. Yeah, and I mean, just the some of the kill scenes in it are so brutal. It like is when the guy brutal. by the car gets his head blown off. Mm. Like, oh man, it's a little slow burn. It, uh, yeah, I suppose it is, but I think it's it's more like 
the first 20 minutes or so are slow and then it just doesn't stop yeah no no once it picks up it goes but it's definitely doesn't say what it's about for for a long time no and it, it kind of plays it very close to the chest so you're trying to just figure out what's going on and all this and it's very ominous and it's shot even though it came out in the 2000s it's shot like it came out in the 80s right without it feeling cheap or bad like he actually captures the feel of of how a movie looks like it looks like it could have come out in the uh, late 70s or early 80s right. yeah and it is just uh i think it's definitely one of the best like odes to old classic horror in a long time yeah and uh ty west has a really good talent with that and i, I really enjoy things like sacrament and the innkeepers but this was just kind of like okay this is where it gets serious and gory enough to where people you know aren't you don't want to start with house of the devil is what i'm saying yeah you want to end it so the ending is just like oh now I'm bummed out. I guess I'll go home yeah, now. This is, yeah. So then everyone <laughs> can leave depressed like I am every day. <laughs> I'm like, like Poultry Guy sounds pretty hopeful. It's like, all right, happy Halloween. You're just like, fuck that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm like, all right, food's out. Everybody's crying. Let's go. Like, leave. Get out of my house. No, but I, I really do think it's a great movie, and I really it think it is uh it's one by the time it starts getting dark and stuff like that, you're gonna be like, Ugh! you know. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it, it definitely has a bit of a tension going into it because you don't exactly know what's going on. You just know that it's not going to end well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Watching it and just like, what's actually in this house? What is happening? Was there? But it's got a lot of good character actors in it for sure. Also, I, I mean, Tom it is Goodman, a and you got uh, uh, fucking. Who D. Williams is in it? Yeah. Do you need me to look it up? No. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll look it up. Continue with what you're saying. But yeah, uh, uh, in the progression of things, it goes from lighthearted to mid-range scares to full-blown, okay, it's time to get spooky. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's... Uh... I think it's an interesting movie to to end on for sure. I also like on your list you don't have anything that's too Halloweeny. No, no. Um, I did have two honorable mentions though. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not gonna go into them or anything, but just because typically I would put a slasher in here if I had more room. Yeah, you got D. Oh yeah, Tom. That's who I was trying to think of. So it, it's D. Wallace is in it. Okay. Uh, D. Wallace and Tom Noonan and Mary Warnoff. I was trying to think of who the fucking wife was. Mary Warnoff is in it. And uh, it was actually also produced by Larry Fesedin. I didn't know Larry Fesedin produced it. Uh, and Greta Gerwig, future Academy Award uh, nominated director Greta Gerwig is in it as the friend, as her, uh, as, as her blonde friend. Huh. Uh, who has a massive career now and makes movies that blow the fucking box office up now because she's a very well respected female director in Hollywood which we need more of so but what are your honorable mentions oh um just because I didn't have a slasher on there it was uh either the prowler or the town that dreaded sundown original okay cool so yeah. just just because you know if if you don't want to go too hard in the paint mm -hmm. throw one of those in there sure <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I'd have any honorable mentions. I thought we'd just save whatever else is going to pull this for another list because I'm sure we're going to do this again and probably 
Well, next time, fuck maybe, me. <laughs> maybe maybe have some guests to do it, and may or may have more stipulations to make it more interesting. We should absolutely get some guests. Uh, we're just gonna talk about the guest. <laughs> That's fair. And then we're gonna make a sequel to it called Guests. So, it would be fun. Uh, uh, but that's all. So my five movies were Emma Costello, Me Frankenstein, The Addams Family, The Guest, Night of the Demons, and Poltergeist. And mine was Fright Night, Trilogy of Terror, The Legend of Hell House, Prince of Darkness, and The House of the Devil. Yes. So there you go. And if you have a marathon that you what five movies you would choose and i mean you don't just take the same stipulations we do you can put halloween trick-or-treat in there like a uh, loser <laughs> yeah but if you want to tell us what your five movies are then let us know we'll we'll read them off next episode uh near the end because we would love to hear what you would show your friends and if you want to take a couple of these movies to watch for yourself for this time of year then then go ahead and do it yeah that's why I have your own really little it. party yeah have your own little party you don't need nobody yeah. you're a strong independent person yeah that's the best kind of person to be. <laughs> All right, so I think that takes us to I, our... I scream that, but I am extremely codependent. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, then I guess I'll take us to our next segment. Segment. Jesus Christ. Segagament. To <laughs> Segagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagag
And uh, even the first time you you end up running from him, you're going on a conveyor belt and you have this horrible feeling of claustrophobia. And when you turn around, you just see him like ape running towards you. Uh, and you, it's just so many mazes and puzzles that you have to put together. Like it, it's early on in the game and I'm having a hard time getting further. Like he is scary as hell. Um it was uh, developed and published by Mob Games, M O B Games. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it, it's uh, definitely the epitome of survival horror <laughs> because it has a very like almost nemesis vibe. Like when he shows up, you have to get away. Like you, Mister X. Yeah, Mister X too. Yeah. But um, I mean, it and it's just terrifying because you also find uh, out some of the other toys are now sentient as well. Oh no! So, including uh, Playtime Poppy, who is the little tiny girl doll that can talk back to you. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So, um, it it is. I mean, graphic wise, it's incredible for a four dollar game. It is. It is a good few hours of playtime as well, mm-hmm. and it is $4. Great graphics, fun story, $4. But, I mean, you can't really beat that combo. Yeah, for sure. So, And uh, I will definitely show it to you coming up here. Yeah, so. I would love to see it. You sent me a screenshot of it. Yeah, that is... And I'm like, you, what the fuck is that? That's then you, you running from... <laughs> That's Huggy Wuggy. <laughs> and then you sent me a picture of a dog, and I was like, who's this fucker? <laughs> like, sorry. That was an accident. Person. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this is part of the game. Uh, <laughs> You're playing as a schnauzer. <laughs> <laughs> He's adorable. <laughs> bark, bark, Huggy Wuggy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds good. I, um, it sounds creepy, and uh, the graphics look great, even that one screenshot. Oh, yeah, that's gameplay. Yeah. That is gameplay. That's when you turn around in a corridor. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would love to see you play it. I, of course, I don't have a PC that will be able to play we this We can game, hook it up to so. the TV right after this. Great. <laughs> ha, you're trapped. But yeah, so. why'd you bring these chains with you? So yeah, I definitely <laughs> so get that you to the one. couch. <laughs> that game gets a, a four point five out of five. Okay, right on. Nice. So you say check it out. I say check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's the episode. We uh, packed a full of a lot of recommendations for for this one. We knew that was going to happen. But you can reach us if you would like to drop us an email. At bladed apples pod at gmail.com or on the Instagram, Blade Apples Podcast. Where can they find you, Blaze? On those pages. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, do you, you want to tag anything yourself or where they can find really you on your anything. Instagram page or your YouTube page or anything like that? I don't post anything these days. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, you can forget find, about me. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram or Twitter under ghoulboy underscore. Rudoy, R-U-D as in David, O-I. Uh, and I post random shit on there. Messages give me heart. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, why Rocky has to read them. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can also catch us on Facebook. You can like the Facebook page. We'll probably be putting polls on there soon or something. And we would love to hear from you. So if you have, like we said earlier, a list of five movies that you would want to show, 
Please do. Then comment it to us or message message it to us, and we'd There's love to so read it There's so many ways we were it. trying to make it so easy for you. Yes, please. we're trying to. Uh, we need to get better putting like the links more in, in, in the different things, but we'll work on that. Uh, and if you like it, uh, you know, please share. I know uh, my buddy Andy said he he had shared it with his friends because he enjoyed it so much, and that was really meaningful and then his friends aren't his friends anymore right now yeah, <laughs> they're, the they're like god andy made us listen to this horrible podcast <laughs> yes no i love you andy yes we love Andy. he's a great guy um but next week we're going to we don't know what we're gonna do yeah. <laughs> we, we, we haven't even talked we're about gonna it. play it by ear it's gonna be a busy weekend so we're gonna just kind of come up with it on the spot uh, because Spooky Empire is next weekend. It's your birthday next weekend. And yep. Halloween Horror Nights, a uh, little Halloween Horror Nights trip yep. next weekend. So we're going to be two busy boys. So we're going to, it may be a little bit later, maybe on a Sunday or Monday, because I have those days off as well. So you may have to record then. Did you take Monday off? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, do we have a holiday? <laughs> no, no, just fuck my job. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> please don't fire me. Yeah. No, um, but if you're listening to us and you want to recommend us to another person, tell them. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. If there's something else that we're not on that you know people listen to, we should put out, uh, put our stuff out on, then, then let us know. Just talk to us. Just talk to us. We just want to hear from you. That's all. We, we miss you. We miss you guys. All right? So just, just give us a call back. Call back. I thought we had a good first date. <laughs> um, so next episode, we know what we're doing. Reach out to us. Thanks to Stefan Mize, as always, for doing our artwork. Check him out on Instagram or check out the Crawling Panther tattoo. Ocala, Florida. That's the tattoo parlor works out. He's awesome. Blaze for doing the editing and everything. Great job, as always. We're going to try to ramp up and maybe do something more that's within the season. Maybe the next couple episodes. Who knows? Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll try to give you good content that's not too hard to get through, hopefully. May have to have a spoonful of honey. Help it go down. But anything you want to add? Nope. That's it. All right. Then, until next time, remember every day is Halloween. Not just this season. Not just when the pumpkin spice is nice. in the stores. Yes. <laughs> now when the pumpkin spice is nice, but every day is Halloween. So please act accordingly. Peace. Bye.